1: So anyone else really fired up about the signing of Danton Heinen? Yeah? Hello? Anybody? Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this. Ron Hextall's Awful off season continued yesterday with the strikingly nondescript signing of Heinen as an unrestricted free agent from the Ducks. One year, $1.1 million, obviously not a massive commitment of any kind. He's 26 years old. Semi-decent size, semi-decent speed, semi-decent skill. Seven goals and seven assists over 43 games for Anaheim last year. And I continue to struggle to piece these things together into common-sense hockey moves or hockey structure. I also continue to struggle to align the statements made after the Penguins lost game six to the Islanders by Hextall and Brian Burke and Mike Sullivan and Sidney Crosby and Chris Letang and everybody else saying, We like this team. This is great. This is a good team. And, And they were right. They were right. There was one problem with that team. And it's the only problem that hasn't even been attempted to be addressed yet. And, and that's I, – I, I don't get this. I mean, I, I, I understand that the Penguins are hitting their heads on the salary cap. They always do. I also understand that this isn't and never was Hextall's fault. Jim Rutherford created this cap situation. But the part that doesn't mesh with any of this is not signing Cody Cece at the risk of continuing to sound bitter over that and saying that it was because of money while you go and you get Brock McGinn and Dominic Simone and and now Heinen, all of which could have been C.C. and someone else. I'm not even mentioning keeping Evan Rodriguez as an RFA or Zach Aston Reese. I'm, I'm just talking about the, this money that was spent on external players to bring them in. Maybe it would be more sensible if you could see some sort of broader approach to this, where you could say, oh, I see what's going on here. They're looking to address fill-in-the-blank. Not necessarily to replace a player, but to maybe add a certain component to the team that they felt was missing such as for example speed i mean mcginn is kind of fast heinen is whatever Uh, you know the the speed component really didn't factor into this what about size they all talked about wanting to add size and snarl well whether you agree with that approach or not, they haven't d- done it. And they're the ones who said that they wanted to do it. So Tanev, who's not a big dude, but plays big, was just allowed to leave. CeCe, who also, he's not a massive dude, but he's, he's bigger and, and, and certainly bulkier, stockier, and certainly isn't shy about using his body for shot blocking, shot suppression, and yes, being physical. And he was just allowed to go. I, I'm trying. I'm trying. You know what? I, I have another thing I'm going to try right after. I remind you that this portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by FUBO TV. Monthly cost of cables over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T SportsNet Pittsburgh. There's no catch, no contracts. You can cancel any time, and right now, just for listening, to me, complain about Ron Hextall. Our listeners get a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month by visiting fubotv.com slash dk. One more time, that's fubotv.com slash dk. Criticism of the general manager sold separately. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But I guess if you really, really try, if you really want to put things together, like I brought up on yesterday's show that I started seeing something of a pattern with Mike Sullivan guys. and And then this... Heinen signing comes in. I mean, he can't be a Sullivan guy. Maybe Sullivan watched him. I'm sure Sullivan watched him. I'm sure Sullivan studied the tape before they went and got a free agent, make sure that the coach would be fine with it. But you can't say he's a Sullivan guy. So what, what is the actual thing here? Well, the more you read about Heinen and the more you watch of him, and I did quite a bit of that yesterday after the signing, The more you realize what this guy is, he's a versatile forward, can play both wings, legit, not just in an emergency. He can play both wings, and he can also play in the middle if needed. He's a better winger. Has a really good set of hands. Isn't shy about going in to the hard areas. But the thing that stands out more than anything else is that he manages the puck well. He gets the puck, he wins it, and he hits the next play. He hits the next play. In soccer, they call these quality touches. I really look forward to the day when hockey has a QT stat. I've been begging for that for about 20 years. Um, Corsi doesn't do it. Corsi tracks shot attempts. It's not the same thing. I want to see an advanced analytic that legitimately tracks the number of times the puck is on your stick, and it produces a positive result. Meaning a completed pass, a shot attempt, a shot on goal, a clearance. Those kinds of things. And this guy, Heinen, has always been good in that area. He's been smart. And here's where it's going to sound like I'm burying him, but I'm not. At all, he has some Dominic Simone in him in that sense. But before anybody freaks out over Simone, understand that I did say also that he has a really good set of hands. He does. He can score goals. For a guy who's had a bottom six role everywhere he's been in the NHL, he still found a way to put home a goal every. Five or six games on average. I should say six or seven. Which is not bad for someone who is lining up almost exclusively at five on five. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Because McGinn has some of that in him too. He, he wins the puck. He wins puck battles. And once he gets the puck, he doesn't do stupid things with it. Zach Aston Reese, number one in the NHL among all forwards in shot suppression. When you're in the Pittsburgh zone and he's on the rink, he's going to find a way to prevent you from attempting a shot on goal. He's really, really good at it. It's verifiably true. Evan Rodriguez, not a great defensive forward, but certainly a diligent one is another example and then there's Dom himself maybe maybe this is it maybe I've stumbled on you know whatever the the hidden gold is here and trying to figure out what it is that Hextall is attempting to build or rebuild or restructure here more in the mold I believe of a Sullivan type roster or I could be completely wrong because the next guy the Penguins will sign will look nothing like any of these, and we could start the conversation all over again. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. That's brought to you always on this program by the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they are committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need you. Go to pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out how one dollar from you is all it takes to produce five full meals for those who don't know where their next meal is coming from. One more time, it's Pittsburgh food Bank. Org. Today's question comes from Jeff Butler, and he mixes in some Pirates with this. And for those of you who only follow hockey, I know there's a lot of you that do that in Pittsburgh. I'll attach some context to this after I read you his question. Jeff says, I, I've noticed that over the last couple of years when you talk about Ben Charrington, the Pirates GM, you nearly always say something about giving him the benefit of the doubt and having patience with his plan. Ron Hextall's job is infinitely harder, with multiple superstars in fading windows, a very tight cap, and almost no depth. He obviously also has a much slimmer margin for error. But I would think he has some sort of plan, right? So why should we be less patient with Hextall's move, moves than Charrington's moves? My first response, Jeff, is that I, I'm i going to reiterate this every single time it comes up. I never suggest how anybody else should feel, how you should feel. You're free to feel however it is that you want on anything at all in life, and I'll never tell you otherwise. All I do on here is share my views. Wherever that goes, it goes. If it just makes you think a little bit, great. If it makes you... Harden your own stance that's the opposite of mine? Great. Doesn't matter to me. All I do is share with you what I've got. That said, Charrington and Hextall, as you begin to stress there yourself, could not be in more different spots. Charrington is building the pirates from the ground up. And baseball prospects, as I'm sure you know, take years and years to get here. All he's had the time to do so far is to add a whole bunch of talent, mostly to the lower minors. So we can think and wish and hope and speculate that this prospect or that prospect because of this ranking or that ranking is eventually going to make it to Pittsburgh and yay, the Pirates are going to be awesome and PNC Park will be packed every night and whatever else. But we don't know that. We don't know that. Almost everything, almost everything that occurs with the Penguins at this phase, which you yourself described very well, comes with far more certainty. Look at the discussion that I was just having in the opening segment here about Heinen. This is a player who is a known commodity. He's 26 years old. He's been with a lot of different NHL teams. He's not about to make some kind of great leap or great dip in performance. He is exactly what he is. With very few exceptions, you can say that about the Penguins roster. Wow, like not just in Pittsburgh, but probably even the better part of the roster in Wilkes-Barre. Could someone like a Drew O'Connor like really jump up? Sure, yeah, he's young. He's got some size. He's got some skill. Uh, Could Anthony Angelo suddenly become really mean and snarly and everything else and become an effective contributor for the Penguins in that regard? I guess. I don't know that you develop that later in life, but anything's possible. I've seen players become mean. But for the most part, you know what it is that they have, and you know what their circumstance is, so you don't have to guess at it. So it's not a matter of saying, oh, Charrington deserves this and that because he's new as being the GM in Pittsburgh. Just like it's not that as it relates to Hextall. Hextall is new in Pittsburgh as a GM, newer than Charrington, but pretty much in the same bracket. But it's such a different, different setting because he's dealing with known commodities. He's dealing with a roster that, to repeat from the opening segment, was pretty good. The one that left Long Island that night, other than the goaltending. You know, the the Penguins are light years ahead of where the Pirates are, to say the very, very least. So that's, that's the difference. If you're looking for a difference in, in my own handling uh, of these guys, and for that matter, if you want to throw in Kevin Colbert from the Steelers, uh, in a Colbert situation much more closely, obviously, aligns with Hextall's. they're dealing with known commodities, whereas the Pirates are dealing with prayers. And it's just a very, very different set of circumstances. Believe you me— Once these prospects start getting a little older and they start moving up the ladder and you start seeing successes and failures, and you'll see plenty of both, and they get to Pittsburgh, or they don't get to Pittsburgh, which would be worse, you'll see exactly the same level and the same type of criticism toward Charrington, uh, as, as you will, of the other two GMs in town. Outstanding question. Love stuff like that. I appreciate that, and I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. This has been a wild week for the franchise, and and I think you're going to see maybe even more moves happen over the weekend. We'll be back here Monday to discuss them all.